0: Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Central Virginia Fishing Report with Ethan Martin at Tellteller's Fly Shop. How you doing, Ethan?
1: I'm doing great today. How are you doing?
0: Uh, as always, just trying to stay out of trouble, and, and as always, I took a quick look at your weather, and uh, you, know, you may not have gotten as much rain as folks on the other side of the mountain did out of the uh, tropical system, but uh, your temperatures are starting to fall, and maybe trout fishing is going to be in our future soon.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. I've, that's one of the things that I've been a little bit excited about. I mean, I love bass fishing, and I love the summer, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited for a little bit of a change here, and I'm guessing this storm is going to kind of serve as a somewhat of a transition um, into our more fall-style weather pattern. Um, but, you know, think, fingers crossed on that. However, we'll see. Because even the bass fishing um, in this insane heat that we've been having – uh, is slowing down. So I'm ready for a little bit of an adjustment.
0: Yeah. And is it slowing down because the cicadas are starting to die off? Um, you know, cause I mean, I, that's the first, I think I've heard that the bite slowing down. I know the bite was different this year it was more, more, of a bait fish bite than a bug bite, but, uh, what are you seeing?
1: Yep. So pretty much yesterday when we were out in the water, water temps were like 85, um, which is pretty hot for smallmouth. So most of the fish that we caught were just, you know, nine inches and under, and all on the banks, and pretty much all of them were on uh, poppers. Um, so, you know, that, that's a lot of fun. But if you're going out, to search, you know, me, I, I want to go and try and catch the biggest smallmouth I can. Um, and we just weren't seeing as many of those fish. Um, and it, you know, there's always a assortment of reasons why. But we did see cicadas falling into the river. Um, we watched that happen like two or three times just in the span of like three hours so um that was pretty cool now again this is not the cicadas like the 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 brodex the big one where you see three cicadas drop in three seconds um but it's enough to get them eating them for sure um and we, we caught a couple fish and you could see uh like one of the bass we caught actually you could see one of the cicada wings in its mouth so they're definitely peeing in on those um definitely worth having some poppers in your boat um, but at the same time, bait fish still is, you know, we've got a lot of fish on bait fish. Um, and that's going to keep happening. So um, I would encourage you, if you're going out, just, you can throw in the popper first. Um, and then if you're not getting anything, swap over to bait fish. And that's pretty much where you're going to find yourself. Um, with the exception of, like, you know, a tequila, crayfish, here or there. but. In terms of the trout fishing, um, it's really going to boil down to the water temps and then how much water we actually get from this storm. Because, it I mean, we're recording it pre when we're supposed to get the rain, supposed to get the rain Wednesday. I know in the past I have made statements in these, and then everything changed by the weekend because we got an actual, like a deluge or we got nothing. So I'm kind of assuming we're going to get a little bit, um, but it doesn't mean that it's going to make our small streams just flowing with absolute amounts of water because you still got to factor in how much water the trees and bushes and grass and all that stuff soaks up. Um, so my guess is is trout fishing all our smaller trout streams still will be low even if they're up in the mountains. Um, but you're going to start seeing temperatures that are definitely fishable. Um, with uh, like Lynchburg having overnight of 50s i mean that just means our mountain streams are going to be even colder so it's good news
0: you know <laughs> yeah absolutely and talking about trout um you know alan sent us a question he wanted to get your three go-to trout flies and your setup for fishing them
1: my three favorite i think the the one fly i've caught more fish on than anything else like hands down which is a dumb fly but uh is a frenchie um, and I, I tell people all the time when they come to the shop If you don't know what you're doing, tie on a Frenchie and either use an indicator or tie on a Frenchie and use a a dry fly and kind of fish it as a dry dropper. And as long as you focus on your presentation, like where you're putting that fly in the water column, then, you know, any fish is going to eat that. I I feel pretty comfortable taking that fly anywhere and catching fish on it. So number one, I mean, just in terms of how many fish I've caught on it, that is the number one fly. They're quick to make too. Um, my, favorite dry fly, so I guess I'd say the one I've caught the most on there too, would probably, oh gosh, this is tough. Um, for, let's just say for brook trout, uh, probably the 409, um, Jaeger's 409. I, I like that fly a lot. It has a lot of the things that I want out of uh, a dry fly, which is it floats really well. It can support a dropper because I do fish a lot of dry droppers. Um, fish eat it. I mean that's obviously important. Um, and they are nice they're really not hard to tie. Um once you get it tied, you know, or once you tie up a couple, then uh, you know, you can crank them out. So that that's probably my favorite nymph would be the Frenchies. favorite dry fly would be the Jaegers four oh nine. Um uh-huh. then if I had a favorite streamer, it's probably a boogeyman uh for trout. I I've caught more out on a boogeyman than probably any other um streamer and you know part of that is just confidence i, I fish them a lot and i like uh fishing streamers a lot so like an, either an olive or a white boogeyman, um which is uh, a minnow imitation um and i fish those most of the time on a sinking style line and they are they're great <laughs> fly. I I fish it for smallmouth, too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's an old-school Kelly Gallup fly.
1: Yeah, it is. And uh, the cool thing about it is, you know, it's fairly simple. Like most articulated streamer patterns, um, you know, it's two hooks that are kind of like two woolly buggers. I mean, as sad as it is to say that, like I'm not going to just minimize it down to saying it's just two woolly buggers put together because that's a little bit more going into the construction of the fly. Um, cause he's got mallard wing or uh, mallard plank on the top of it, which creates a wing. Um, and so you can get a really cool like side to side swipe if you get the action of the, uh, your retrieve just right, which is, um, pretty cool. I like that. I think it's a, it's a really good trigger. Um, like I said, I've caught a caught a lot of fish on it. I've caught a big trout on it too. Um, which is always a pleasure. Um, but so yeah, if you, if you open up my boxes, Uh, pretty much any box that I have, which is like probably 30 of them now, but you're probably going to find one of those styles of flies in almost every box, um, that I have just because I trust them. And most of like selecting flies is a confidence thing. Um, I've fished them for years now. Um, and I just continue to go back to them because I know what I've done on them in the past, you know? (laughs)
0: Yeah, well, and with streamers, particularly those articulated ones, it's really important to know kind of how they behave when you retrieve or otherwise you're kind of fishing in the dark.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, you you take like the random person and, you know, just throw in the game changer first, you know, just one fly. If I just hand a, a game changer to one person, you know, they're going to fish it and, you know, maybe they'll just do a very simple retrieve. But if you put the hand Uh, Or, if you put a game changer in the hands of somebody who knows how to fish them, they can make that thing do crazy stuff. Um, Just because they've learned what the fly can do, uh, how much of a, if you twist the rod just right, you know, how much that's going to swing it off to one side or the other. Um, It's the same thing with like a dungeon, same thing with the boogeyman, Uh, a deceiver, um, or. Uh, oh shoot uh shanks minnow that one is another crazy one if you can tie it right like, you can make it do crazy things it's like a fluke almost um but yeah i mean it, that's the thing with learning streamers uh, particularly it, it's just a whole other element to the fishing because you've got to learn how to retrieve um or and what that retrieve looks like because yeah you can just go slap it down in front of a fish and he's going to have a reaction bite and eat it um, but if you want them to chase it down, then that's another another story.
0: <laughs> yeah, and if I remember correctly, you've got at least videos for two of those three flies on your YouTube page, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. I think I've done the Frenchie. I'm pretty sure I've done – yeah, I did the 409 for sure. Um, the Boogeyman, I just say, go look at Kelly Vickhouse's patterns um, on YouTube. He did a pretty long video on that one. And like I said, that one's well-known. Um, no secrets in that fly pattern. They're easy to tie correctly, which is the problem a lot of people have with tying. Uh, particularly, they they want to avoid deer hair because it's annoying to them. Um, so they kind of stray away from tying dungeons and that style of stuff. Uh, but the cool thing with the uh, Boogeyman is it's a wool head, so it's easier to tie. Um, and it's faster to tie than deer hair. So that's another reason I like it.
0: Yeah, there you go. And you know, folks, we love questions at the Articulate Fly. You can email them to us. Uh, You can shoot them to us on our Facebook, our Instagram page. And if we use uh, your question, I'll send you some Articulate Fly swag. And we were into a drawing for something cool from the shop at the end of the season. Ethan, before I let you go, in addition to letting folks know about your your location now and your hours, let them know about the new shop location uh, just up on Main Street.
1: Oh, yeah. So I, I kind of hinted at that like several weeks ago and I had like six or seven messages from people that were like, you said that you're currently at 920 Commerce Street, but you're going to be moving or, you know, like where are you going to be moving to? Um, so, yeah, yeah that, that's where we're moving to. We're going up one street. So it's literally a 10 second walk uh, up the, the block. Um, so not hard to find, but it, it triples our space, which would be really nice. And then it gives us a couple other pretty cool options in terms of, um, we'll have a classroom set up. So we'll be able to do, uh, a better set up time classes, um, and then classes as well for different subjects and bringing guides in and, uh, that sort of thing. So looking forward to that. That'll be in the next month or two that we make our move up there. Um, and really that just boils down to how quickly I can build displays, because um, I'm, you know, building everything for up there. But uh, yeah, that's, that's going to be a cool move. I'm excited for it. Um, we've had the space for about a I don't know, it's been a couple months now that we've um, been working on it. So um, that would be cool. Yeah. So that's I'm sure I will talk more about that <laughs> as we get closer to it. Um, but yeah, it's just one treat up. And then if you can't find us there, you can always find us online at TelltaleCA, uh dot com. Or again, you can also shoot us a message on Instagram. Uh, or email or Facebook. I mean, any of that stuff works and we'll continue to work. None of that changes, even though our physical shop location will change.
0: Yeah, and you should have plenty of time to make displays now that you're not making poppers.
1: Yes, that was a terrible decision. I mean, it was, it was fun, but I'm going to wait a while before I do that again. <laughs> making hundreds of those Chuck Kraft six calendar bugs, that was my whole week that was shot. Uh, just like that, but they're all sold now. So a hundred of those things gone and into the hands of many anglers across the Eastern United States, which I wasn't expecting to sell them in a week, but what can you do?
0: (laughs) Yeah, there you go. You know, listen, folks, you you know, we're starting to get a little bit, uh, some more choices in central Virginia. You can go out and fish for warm water fish. And, you know, if we get a little bit of rain, you can go high and fish for brook trout. Get out there and catch a few. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Ethan.
1: Tight lines.